Hi. Uh, so, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi. My name is Vibhinta, Vibhinta Varma, and I'm an image consultant. What that basically means is that I help people be the best version of themselves through different aspects of their image, which is essentially the way they look, the way they dress, their body language, their behavioral patterns, and their soft skills. Uh, so can you tell us about your personal experience with the issue of body image and self-esteem? Yeah, for sure. So it's, uh, you know, when you, uh, when I started thinking about the whole concept of body image, when I got in touch with you all, uh, I realized that this is something that every individual struggles through. I don't think anyone's unique. Of course, the intensity with which they go through it or their uh, coping mechanisms might be different. So for instance, when I was in school, when I was in like 9th, 10th, 11th, I was a very gawky teenager. I was skinny and I was really tall and I was at, I was athletic. I used to play a lot of sports. And uh, every time someone would look at me, I would just think that they're judging me or they were making me, uh, they were thinking about how terrible I must look or how gawky I might be. And then... I think I was in class 11th when a modeling scout approached me and asked me to start modeling. And I went on the journey. I became a model and I was a model and did many ramp shows and did lots of television commercials and things like that for almost 20 years of my life. But I can tell you that throughout even that process, when the whole world might have been looking at me saying, oh, she's beautiful or oh, she's a model and how incredible is that? I always found fault with my own body and it became uh, it was a struggle in the sense that of course being in a fashion show or being in a casting environment you're surrounded by other people who are incredibly beautiful as well and I would sit in a room and I would look at each and every individual there thinking they're so much better looking than me there's so much good in them and I could never see that in myself and I could never understand what it is that people saw in me. So uh, I think my entire coping mechanism was fake it till you make it. I would just keep pretending I was fine and I was confident and I would keep going through it. And uh, yeah, so that was pretty much how I dealt with it. Okay, um, the next question is, what are the cases that you've come across in terms of body image or body positivity? Um, so throughout my career, both as a model and as an image coach, I've met a lot of people who've struggled with body image, especially in the modeling industry. There were a lot of uh, both men and women who, because the profession required that people were giving them constant feedback about the way they appeared, they would always need to fit into a certain mold. Uh, of course, the struggles were much more in that case because they were all constantly trying to be a certain size or have a certain body type. And if you're naturally not built like that, it's difficult to maintain it because at the end of the day, you can't change your bone structure. You can't change the way uh, your muscles might grow in a certain direction or things like that. So uh, in that process I saw a lot of uh, people who struggled with um, all sorts of eating disorders as well because 
they were trying to stay skinny or they were trying or they just felt so guilty about not adhering to the size that they were meant to be. As I progressed and I became an image coach, I started meeting a lot of people. Every single one of my clients, I can tell you for a fact, has struggled with body image, be it I'm not tall enough, I'm not skinny enough, I don't look a certain way, I want to learn how to dress like a movie star, you know, all sorts of issues. And uh, what some of them that really comes to mind is the fact that I've met a lot of very, very smart, intelligent, successful people, uh, people well into their 30s and their 40s and you know running successful businesses or doing really well at their workplace who are still struggling with accepting the fact that they look a certain way and who still deal with a certain amount of hatred towards themselves because they don't look like what they want to look like right and I think it stems from a lack of control that's what it really is about so um, what I do want to tell you all that uh, it's not an age bound thing. This is stuff people go through every single day of their lives. And uh, some of the main concerns happen when people uh, struggle to find acceptance. So a lot of my clients would come to me when they were at that age where they couldn't find a suitable partner for themselves because they want to settle down, they want to get married, and they were getting rejected based on their appearance or they were getting rejected based on their behavior. Um, there were people who would come to me and uh, they were not getting the promotion that they wanted. And in their heads, they believed that it was because they look, didn't look a certain way or they didn't conform to what a manager or a senior executive needs to look like or things like that. So essentially, we all kind of, when we start judging ourselves, we kind of all just boil it down to, oh, I don't fit the part. That basically means if I don't fit the part, it must be something, there must be something wrong with my appearance. And it just kind of goes in a spiral down the hill from there. Um, I think next would be with the different cases that you've seen, what are some of the solutions that you've told people? Because I mean, as you said, there's a wide age range. So I think as the age range increases, there would be different um, ways to come out of it. So could you please explain that? Um, so the process is divided into two parts, because as I said to you all that because it's an issue of control, not being able to be who you're trying to be or look a certain way or whatever might be the uh, struggle that you have. Uh, we teach our clients, like I teach, help my clients get their control back. So the control comes in two ways. One is it comes from the conversation that they have in their own heads with themselves, right? So uh, a few things that really, really work is help them maintain a positivity journal or a gratitude journal where every single day they need to at the end of the day write down five things that they are grateful for or something that they appreciate about themselves so the gratitude journal if it is an issue of self-image for them is about what they are grateful for within in themselves so it could be a physical trait, it could be a mental trait, it could be the way they handled a certain issue, it could be an emotional intelligence issue, whatever it might be. So every single day, they need to write down something positive about themselves, right? 
because we all constantly need to remind ourselves that there's so much good in us you know uh, the second thing is also learning how to uh, change the way they look at themselves one way is that we normally ask themselves uh, ask people to write down like maybe five or 10 things that they think are, is wrong with them right and then we ask them to go to someone in their family or their friends people who they really really close to and ask them to write down 10 things that might be wrong with them uh and what that exercise helps them do is it makes them realize that no one is looking at their supposed flaws as much as they themselves are looking at them we're always kinder to the ones that we love right so the somebody who loves you is not going to be able to find those flaws in you which you are constantly looking for in yourself and the people who love you focus more on your positives people who care about you and people around you who you might not consider close who are just acquaintances or people you happen to meet don't have enough time or the mental bandwidth to be looking at you looking for flaws so it's that un- it's that shift away from constantly thinking negatively about yourself and the third thing that we do is i help them regain control of their appearance and the way in which we do that is first of all by going through a counseling process uh, i'm not uh, a psychologist or a psychiatrist so my counseling process is not clinical but we talk them through the a uh, explanation of the fact that everybody is created differently we explain to them that body types are classified into eight or nine different categories which one do they fit into what is the deviation that they have and then we focus on their bodily variations so we change the vocabulary and we say don't call these flaws don't call them anything else they're just a variation that you have and then we teach them how to dress for that variation so how can they camouflage what it is that they do not like about themselves so much and bring attention to what they like so the entire focus is on figuring out what parts do they really like about themselves you know every if you start asking someone what do you like about them about yourself there's a lot of answers you'll get you know somebody like i have nice eyes or i have a nice smile or i like my hands or i like my shoulders and whatever it might be we tell them to focus on that we help them dress in a way that helps them look the way they want to look we teach them that it's not body issues it's fitting issues the issues are with the clothes and the fact that standardized sizing does not work the fact that it's a standard means it's not meant for everybody in this world right so the problem is in the way clothes are made not in the way our bodies are created so empowering them with creating a look that they want to create teaching them about the fact that their body is not about just the physical but when you look at someone you get signs from them about the kind of person that they are and those are the things that we usually look at as observers so when i look at someone someone seems nice someone seems kind someone seems strict someone is more approachable or someone is a little 
um, foreboding to look at. So we have them focus on those emotional signs and teach them how to depict those aspects of themselves through their appearance and take the attention away from just the body. Right. So the last question is about the complementary board. So yes. Okay, so the complementary board is again a take on the fact that you want to change the vocabulary or the way that you are thinking about yourself. Because your self-image, which is the way you look at yourself in terms of your body, in terms of your capabilities, in terms of your mental strengths, all comes from feedback from other people, right? Um, while it does sort of start with uh, at an infant level where we start observe, uh, observing ourselves and noticing things about ourselves. But what people tell us about ourselves affects us far more than anything else in this world, right? And we are constantly trying to compare ourselves with other people and we are cons and our human brains are very strange. Like, I don't know how else to explain it, but our human brains are conditioned towards negativity. We love focusing on what negative thing somebody said to us or what we did wrong or what was uh, the mean thing somebody might have said to us, right? And those are the things we remember. We never remember the good stuff. So what the compliment board is essentially going to do, uh, do you want me to explain how it works really? So what, yeah. So what you want to do is with a compliment board, you want to set up a, so you can have a physical board or you can do it um, online, depending on how it works for you. You set up a notice board with people's names and ask every single member of your class to write down a positive compliment for that individual. Now, you can divide it into two different categories. You can do a compliment on their physical aspect and a compliment on their personality, right? So you can do maybe one month you do the physical aspect and one month you do the compliment, uh, the personality aspect. And everyone has to write something for each individual in the class. So if there's 30 people, everyone is going to get 29 compliments, right? And you pin them up there and you give those compliments, you hand them over literally like a bunch of chits, you hand them over to every individual so that they can sit and open them and read them and keep them with themselves. Why? This does two things. A, for the person who's giving the compliment, right? It teaches them a little bit about kindness. It teaches them about being nice to other people. It also forces you to look at your colleagues or your classmates in a more positive light right? So it kind of helps us see something good in every individual. And for the receiver, of course, 29 compliments is going to go a long way. So if there's 30 people, 29 compliments is going to go a long way in making them feel better about themselves. A lot of us struggle with certain things that we think aren't great about ourselves. But those might be exactly the qualities that the other person is admiring in you, right? So, uh, just knowing that from other people that there's something that other people appreciate about me helps in making me feel better. And that's what it's about. Thank you. That was very insightful. Thank you so much. You're Thank very you. welcome.